Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. This is number two of our series with Lynn. And um, today we are going to talk about a case that we are collaborating with um, from both a a, um, behavioral and also a psychological point of view. And um, I will uh, let you introduce yourself real brief and then um, I'll introduce the case. Awesome. Well, hello, you guys. I'm Lynn. I call myself a neuroathletic therapist, meaning that I actually studied, studied to be a physical therapist. I graduated 10 years ago and I did a ton of further education programs, um, doing lots of movement interventions, lots of hands-on interventions with dry needling, manual therapy, active release technique, and also recently implemented more neuroathletics, meaning using the brain and nervous system to tackle chronic pain and movement issues. Amazing. So I think there's so many synergies and unfortunately we're sitting out here in the beautiful sun, but the sun just is disappearing again. Oh, it's cold. And it's getting cold again, but let's hope for the sun to come back. Um, yeah. So when the sun is away and you have a lot of issues related to both your physical body, but also your mental well-being, then um, I think a combined work with therapists from different fields it can be very very um, fruitful so the case we're today going to talk about is a young man who has been struggling with the so-called in German we use the yo-yo effect meaning like you're up and down one time you're very slim and then you gain weight again and you up again and sort of constantly when when being overweight feeling issues with self-esteem and then not wanting to exercise as much and not really focusing on healthy eating and not really wanting to change any eating habits either and not being really aware of the times when eating and what actually is all on the menu because if you're a very impulsive eater and that's part of your way of maybe dealing with your mental stress as a coping strategy then um, you don't really register actually eating so um, this case I think there is only that much you can do as a as a psychotherapist when it comes to the mental part I am very very much um, a believer in um, the incredible importance of physical movement and that's where I want to have you talk more about what can a person like that do in order to get out of that negative loop of low self-esteem low um, feeling of of self-confidence low sort of sex drive maybe as well because you don't feel sexy in your body at the same time that sort of overweight body is also serving some purpose right it's sort of a protective shield toward out to the outside world because you're vulnerable you don't have this sense of self and then the the whole food uh, habits um being there too so yeah i'll let you um talk a little bit and then we switch swip swap around right yeah yes yeah well oh i would always not always say but i think often overeating um or having issues with food is a strategy to numb ourselves 
because we're overwhelmed with a situation that's going on. There's maybe some old unaddressed emotional pain that that we're literally trying to choke down, um, so it's not overwhelming us. And from such a spot on, spot on yeah. description, amazing. And, and from my um, work, I actually have, would have two um, things that I'd love to talk about with such a case. And first would be just to dive a bit into. Um, self-compassion because very often emotional overeating again as I said in my mind is trying to numb your pain and I've seen that most people who struggle with this are extremely hard on themselves right just like mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel that way I shouldn't mm. be an issue I'll mm. just push through um, which sometimes is necessary in life absolutely but if the yo-yo effect is there if it's like the reoccurring issue then again I come back to the saying that I had like pain is an action signal and yeah. what else is like overeating it's also kind of pain or it's just kind of numbing the pain mm -hmm. but instead of trying to fix the problem by just counting calories or anything I would actually urge the person to go back and be like okay can you be brave enough to face the pain right to go there mm. so that would be something that I would really like kind of push under the person wow, and then kind of send huge. them to you with that because <laughs> you're the expert in that field but I would definitely drop this bomb and be like well think about it chew on it and then I would lead them into more the physical side because obviously if you read any kind of medical study movement is helpful oh. it helps with anxiety it helps with depression whatever it's just like movement is to fix and that yeah. is actually because movement does so many things not only on a chemical level in our exactly. bodies but it's a huge brain activation yeah. and I don't know if you guys ever saw some like MRI pictures of people who are are depressed and people who are kind of living a more happier life there are different activation patterns Absolutely. in the brain so instead of only trying to fix your mental issue with a cognitive mental approach by thinking positive thoughts or doing more awareness or whatever you can actually use movement to activate a ton of your brain and yeah. actually feel better again not only on a chemical level but also in your brain we should have maybe interviewed some of these guys that were running the marathon here in Zurich today <laughs> I've actually thought about it because I saw people like you know like limping around after the after the marathon but they had a smile on their yes. face and I was like huh you know they're like overwhelmed with endorphins right now yeah. because of <laughs> having been been going through this tough thing I'm not saying everyone has to run a marathon to get rid of anything but it's it's really the it's it's really that part as you said about the the fact that it's not only the movement it also has an impact on our mind and our yes, and our mood mood yeah yeah so this is why i think movement is is necessary if you struggle with any kind of mental issue again it yes. doesn't matter if it's anxiety or if it's depression move and particularly mm -hmm. if you don't feel like moving because usually we have to do the thing first and our feelings catch up later yeah. so this is why i love to advise people um to do things that they like so if yeah. you want to go for a dance class if you want to go for i don't know a soccer game or play whatever pick something you like to do if you mm -hmm. hate weightlifting don't do weightlifting no, you know no. go for a walk or for a yoga class or a dance class or whatever it is mm. explore and just throw yourself into movement or again just go for a nice walk outside right the walk because is actually very good too yes absolutely it's already been shown in studies that just 
like walking 10, 15, 20 minutes a day is helpful because again, it's movement. Yeah, and, and it's what, about the routine to, to actually do it, do not it, just yes. feeling like, oh no, I don't want to go for this run and then you yes. don't go out at all. Yes, and so often, again, as we already talked about, just try to do one thing, make it short and make it a daily habit. Like again, go for a walk, wake up, go out, walk around your house once, even if, if it's just a two minute walk, mm. but do it. And even movement in the beginning of the day helps you to set up your good um, kind of good mood also or a better mood for the day thank you for saying that I've been like a for my entire life early morning runner and if I don't get my run in in the morning my my day is not is not really starting well I yeah. have to say it doesn't you know? I would actually think that in your case or what I would see from the outside could be that first of all obviously you're moving your body mm. so you're kind of setting yourself up in a good chemical way but you're also doing something for yourself before exactly. your day starts and yeah. you give yourself to your clients and that's yeah. something else that I mm. love about movement is like make it something that is for you so it's kind of because mm, so often I feel point, yeah. we all work so much we yeah. give so much into our jobs or our families or the world or whatever that we mm. don't again it's coming back to compassion self-care a bit this is really right? soul food <laughs> it's really so, so good for, for just listening to you and, and sort of feeling like, yeah, and I'm entitled to take this time out for myself. It's really, really crucial. Yeah. I, would, I would not even, even say entitlement. I would say it's necessary. Yeah. You've got to fill your cup first before you can pour into others. It's that yes. old picture of like you're in the, in the airplane and you have to take the oxygen masks on. <laughs> you got to get your oxygen first so you yeah, can actually help others. I know. It's I such use a that example all the example, time. It's so for true. My, my patients, it's the so whole time true. I use this one because it's, it's so, so in your face. I yes. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so, so, I mean, the, the, the issue with the case we're talking about is also the sort of being on this constant hyper-vigilance, hyper-fast working pace yes. in everything else in life and not really registering when eating, for example. Yes. So how do, you, how do you help somebody change that habit of, of just, just eating and, and, and doing a million other things? I mean... We, you, we both are, are often in the States and you see people doing a million things and always with their latte and venti yes. and running around and eating and drinking and, yeah. and they're never really sitting down like the two of us do right now and have their coffee, yes. sitting, enjoying it and being physically present, mm-hmm. enjoying the actual cup and it's a small cup and it has like two sweet little chocolates that <laughs> I got as well. But... Um, yeah. Yes, I would actually say that the overeating or the the unconscious quick eating is the symptom. Mm-hmm. So we got to again find the the emotional source, but yeah. what I could offer from my side is like helping the person to get out of their head into their mm. body because very mm. often again you're working 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 you're stressed out so you kind of only you only live in your brain mm-hmm. uh, in your thinking centrum <laughs> so but you don't feel and what is food yeah. food is yeah. very sensory it smells yeah. it has texture it's warm it's cold it's spicy right so to be actually able to register food we kind of have to get out of our head into our bodies right mm. and so movement is also another form of sensory input you know so you could mm-hmm. even say walk around the house barefoot if you usually walk in um, in house shoes so you mm. will feel more from your feet or literally sit down on the floor 
and roll around for a minute or two and get up again. It will feel very silly, but the floor and the movement on the floor gives so much sensory input to your right. to your skin and also uh, your joints because you're moving into different angles that it could help you to get out of that stress cycle that your brain is on from working all the time. Um, so that could help and just sometimes exhausting yourself in a physical workout can help you to get into the body and I think this is actually why many people love CrossFit or why high-intensity HIIT training has become so popular because it actually forces you to get into your body and I'm not saying that this is the best strategy I'm not saying that but sometimes it can help to just kick you out of a cycle you're in right because the, then yeah. understand that you actually need to fall into relaxation as well right and I think this is another issue right then if you don't feel good in your body you don't really want to spend time with others in the gym or going out and sort of what what are ways of starting to move that that can be motivating for somebody who who doesn't really feel comfortable to go to like a group exercise mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i would say then maybe then maybe a personal trainer could be an option yeah. right because yeah. then you can also train at your convenience uh mm -hmm. and i think it's very important to actually have an appointment right. that you have to go to because if you just say well i do exercise by myself mm -hmm. you will not do it you exactly. maybe do it once and then you fall out because it's not yet a habit exactly. so i think the investment of a personal trainer for at least three months if not six mm. to really establish a habit and routine could help Brilliant. and then again you just yeah. in a just pick somebody that you like from a personality and has good credentials mm. and then start working with that person before you throw yourself into a group exercise right. um, and I actually have to share with you because I work with my patients many times that I commit commit them to do your or like they are committed to do yoga yeah. with me um not in person but mostly remote yes but but sometimes also in person that we actually have this like okay we are meeting to do yoga together and then we have a therapy session or That's vice phenomenal. versa yeah. because i noticed that if if i don't get them to do it with me then it's it's much more difficult to actually get them do it but yes. if we do it together Perfect, then yeah. they they feel like they they they're committed and they realize like oh it's actually helping me yes and i've had such good experiences with it so speaking of which we have to be a bit of a time um time aware <laughs> because that's actually what i'm going to do after this podcast i'm gonna meet with a with one of my clients remote on a on a yoga class mm -hmm. and then we have a se therapy session together um after that so yeah so but one to be, on that. Yeah, yeah yeah it's actually again this accountability is for many people right. very very helpful yeah. Yeah. and it's something i also do with uh people who struggle to implement some of the exercises mm -hmm. i offer that i actually text them and check in on them Ooh, nice. um, so Good i do line. that very often and yeah. say hey i drop you a text message a few days a week or also sometimes i tell them every time you did accomplish your exercises text me or send me a video oh, cool. because i also love to give feedback on the movement quality yeah and i think that's how i would love to have therapy or a trainer work right. with me is kind of what do you need okay you need support new habits are hard to adjust to and, and implement in your routine so you just need that extra support in the beginning and that's what I really like to do is like holding your hand a bit close in the beginning and then kind of letting you grow as you mature and as the habits have really settled in and I think that's important super brilliant Hey, thank you again. This You're was welcome. awesome. This yes, was so was lovely. Sun and is back. Uh, sun is back, exactly. <laughs> and 
to be continued i Absolutely. would say yeah we if you have cases if you have examples write to us we would love to share those and we will also happy to give tips and recommendations if you have and yeah talk to you soon thank yes. you again lynn thank and you so much. Uh, see you soon see you then